You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employer's respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. I'm Danny Shapiro, and this is The Way We Live Now. Today is day 76, since we've become intimate with the dust bunnies in every corner of our houses, and day 30 of this podcast. So many young people head west to Hollywood to pursue their dreams. They take acting classes, get coaches. If they're lucky, they land a manager or agent who sends them out on auditions. They wait tables, park cars, tend bar, while hoping for their big break. For many, the pandemic pressed pause on all that. Some may have gone home for good. But others, like today's guest, Shai Vaughn, is using every minute of her quarantine to hone her gifts so she's ready for prime time as soon as restrictions lift. Shai, thank you for joining me to talk about the way we live now. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Tell us where you are right now in as much detail as you can muster. Describe your surroundings, what you're seeing and hearing. Right now, I am actually in my apartment in Los Angeles. I am self-quarantining, which is actually great for me because I'm not your typical person who likes to run in the streets all the time anyway. I've always been like goal-oriented, so I've always been like focusing on my goals, so I'm usually... If I'm not at work or auditioning for something or on set, I'm usually at home perfecting my craft. Mm. So um, for me, this 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 is not out of the norm for me. But I'm just like right now, there's like really light traffic, a uh, nice hot day. Um, yeah, not too much going on outside because I, I think everyone's scared to go outside. But for me, I'm actually, even though I'm um, by myself, I'm actually okay with it because I'm actually using this time to get better, just be the best that I can be. So once the gates do reopen, I'm prepared and I'm Super Bowl ready for all the opportunities that are going to come about once this is all over. Mm, that's good to hear. You're a comedian, is that right? Yes, ma'am. So tell me, um, uh, I love the way your voice changed when I said that. 
<laughs> that was funny. <laughs> um, how do you work on your craft as a comedian when you're when you're sheltering in place in isolation? Uh, okay, it's, it's actually uh, pretty interesting because I, I naturally, uh, actually, just before you called, I was dancing around my house like a ballerina. I don't have any formal ballet training, but I was, for some reason, just dancing around like a ballerina. But anyway, um, I do physical comedy. So for me, I'm always dancing around the house anyway. So um, I basically have just been uh, reminiscing about uh, my past. And what I do, how I create my stand-up is I use stories from my past, present, and, f- past and present uh, to create, um, I create scenarios based off that. But I, I basically uh, do the setup uh, verbal and then I do a physical impersonation of it and then I end it with the punchline. So for me, it's, it's, it's really good for me to be in the house working on this because I'm in private no one can see me being silly until it's, until it's showtime. So I can mm-hmm. kind of, I have a lot of free time and freedom to like really figure out what works and uh, what isn't working. I've really noticed that a lot of people, um, you know, are not take, handling this really well based off what I'm seeing on social media. <laughs> so instead of me using my, um, my talent to, um, talk about that or discuss that and have a visual of that. So I just want to make people laugh just based off, you know, me being silly and like, tell, you know, telling them this, you know, this happened that day or this guy did this and like show them, show them that because I feel like people's spirits just need to be uplifted mm-hmm. and their mind needs to be taken off what's going on right now. So that's how I'm shaking, shaping my material right now. Describe your life pre-pandemic, you know, go back a few months ago, what would a typical, you know, stretch of a couple of days have looked like for you? Oh my God, crazy. I was a server bartender over at the Avalon in Beverly Hills. It's a hotel restaurant. And uh, when I, when I wasn't working, I was auditioning or preparing for an audition or on stage doing stand up, or I was at UCB, which is a, a, the number one improv school in Los Angeles, I was doing private online uh, coaching for like scene study, cold readings. So I never really had a moment to like catch my breath or uh, do anything outside of acting or uh, work because I, I, I just like didn't have the time to do anything other than that because my day was like filled with all those activities and I never had time to do anything that needed to be done because I was like like over over occupied with my uh with my career well i think you're describing the life of um you know a lot of people young people who come to la and um or new york or or chicago or atlanta or any number of places where the entertainment business is happening and who are you know just between honing your craft and auditioning and um networking and making a living that's pretty much a life that's that's pretty much a full time life. So, when did the pandemic hit home for you? When it when did it become real in the sense that, oh wow, this is actually, this is happening here. This is happening. This is going to have a real impact on my life. I would say I believe the date was March seventeenth. I believe it was March Tuesday, March seventeenth, and it happened around because I remember the time. I think it happened like 1.01 p.m. My job called from Avalon. My manager called 
And she said, shy, you don't need to come to work today. And I was just thinking like, oh, I'm just having, because sometimes if it, the business is slow, they'll call you off, which doesn't happen too often. But um, I thought maybe the business was just slow because of the uh, growing pandemic. But she was like, um, then she elaborated and said, we've all been let go, including myself. And we will be sending you an, an email with um, details on how to apply for unemployment. And we don't know when we'll be reopening. And that's when it hit home because I, I support myself financially. I don't have any help. I actually help support my mom back home. She's in Chicago. So whenever I have any extra money, I help support my mom. So that really hit home for me because I was like, what am I going to do? I was like, my career was just starting to take off. Um, I was auditioning um, like I had never, like I never had before. I was getting, getting into a lot of different casting offices that I had never gotten into. Everything was on the rise. Mm. And my whole world like shattered in that moment because it's like, what am I going to do now? I can't go back home. I've worked too hard to pursue this career. I've been wanting to do this since I was 12 years old. I can't go back home. But in that moment, I couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. And I didn't know what I was going to do. So what happened next? How did you, how did you handle that? And what was the next steps that you took? And how did it, how did it feel? This might sound strange to some people, but I've actually, in, in my opinion, I've been through worse episodes in my life than this. So after I did in that phone call and I kind of, you know, waddled in what was going on for a moment, I, I felt like a sense of calmness over me. Mm-hmm. And it was like God was telling me that he has me and everything was going to be okay. So I started looking at the the bright side and I basically developed a winner's mindset And I remember I heard an interview um, with Kobe Bryant and he, he basically said uh, that when they asked him, how did he become the greatest basketball player of all time? He said, well, I knew the other players schedule and I know they only practice like two hours a day. So he said, I knew if I got up earlier and started my day earlier, I could get more practice in. So instead of doing two hours a day, I would do eight hours a day. So no matter how much, training they did in the summer, they, they were never going to be able to catch up with me. So then I started getting up earlier in the day, literally from the time I get up to the time I go to sleep, everything is focused on acting. Like I said, every now and then I'm going to dance around my house like a ballerina, even though I have no clue what I'm doing. So I would never want people to see that. But for me, I'm, I'm basically putting myself in the position to be able to win. You have to be prepared for opportunities when they come and it doesn't come from luck. It comes from preparation because someone someone else might be smarter than me, sexier than me, more talented than me, but hard work is always going to outdo talent. Well, what's amazing too, as I'm listening to you, is that, you know, when when people work for themselves, whether as creatives or entrepreneurs or, you know, just people who have to make our own schedules, um, there's so much discipline involved. You don't have a boss right now. You're your boss. Mm-hmm. So are you performing online at all? I know a lot of people are during this time, you know, musicians and, and, and actors and comedians are doing different kinds of performances. Um, wondering if that's something that, that you are doing or that you are watching at all. Cause it, it seems like there's been a lot of blossoming of that kind of like 
still got to put myself out there. Yeah, I, I actually, um, when I do go on social media, I don't go to browse. What I what I do is I know which uh, casting directors and which directors are doing stuff right now that are having open calls. So I'm constantly checking their pages to, to look for the next open call. And I actually recently uh, just uh, got uh, cast in the Virtual Fringe Cabaret Festival. Uh, it actually just happened May 8th, 2020. And uh, you, I submitted a stand-up performance from home of the virtual virtual stand-up performance. And they loved it. And literally, I felt like it was Oscar night. And I'm wondering how the Oscars, Oscars are going to be when I get there. Because literally, everyone, everybody and their mama was hitting me up, telling me how funny I was, how much they enjoyed it. And it, it really made me feel special because I'm like, okay, even in a global pandemic, I'm able to make people laugh. And that was my goal. Um, that that it, it, I will not lie. I was kind of not motivated when my agent sent me that um, opportunity because I was kind of down in that moment when she sent me the opportunity. And I was like, um, there's so many people submitting for these things. I probably won't get it. I heard back right away. And um, that that actually gave me motivation to take these um, open calls more seriously because I'm like, wow, I might not win every challenge, but that doesn't mean that they won't ever cast you or ever want to work with you. So I, I think these opportunities are really beneficial right now because I'm, I'm able to get called in by offices right now who wouldn't have probably ever looked at me or ever called me in because I'm more of a developmental actor. A lot of them have been doing Instagram lives and with casting directors, and they're giving us insight on what they expect in the room, their pet peeves. So this is really insightful information because I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's what I have been doing wrong, or this is what I have been doing right. Keep doing this. Don't do that anymore. So I think coming out of this, I'm just going to be a force to be reckoned with. That's so interesting. It's like there's a whole education going on right now that people um, wouldn't have had access to, the things that people wouldn't typically be sharing or making the time to, you know, to educate actors about. And um, that sounds like a really positive thing. I'm curious, too, when you do one of these monologue challenges and there's a, are you taping yourself and then sending it in or is there actually a live casting director sort of on a Zoom or like on the other end? Okay. Um, most of them have been uh, where you film it and then submit it. But the the let's say you're in the top five or top however many, then they'll put you on their Instagram live and they'll invite you into their Instagram live and you perform you perform your monologue right there on the spot. I I in this moment haven't experienced that yet because um it was it's only been one casting director who has done that. The rest of them are self-submissions and you just film your monologue and send it in. And a lot of them really aren't getting feedback. They're just basically mm-hmm. putting together a favorites pile for when the thing uh, reboot. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's one cast and director, Leah Daniels, who um, is having uh, her top picks do their uh, monologue live. So you're getting a lot of exposure that way. And what, um, um, but I'm basically prepared though, because she's been doing it, um, every Monday. And if she has extra time, she'll invite randoms to come in and perform. And so I'm always camera ready because I don't know when my opportunity is coming, but it's coming. I love that. 
So my last question for you, Shai, is, and, you know, in a way, our whole conversation is sort of emblematic of it, but what's bringing you hope these days? There's going to be a point where the world starts turning again, you know, and things resume and you're preparing yourself for that moment. Um, but on a on a day-to-day basis, what's what's giving you a sense of hope or solace? What's been giving me a sense of hope is my mom, because uh, I found out that I wanted to be an actor when I was 12 years old. And I believe she was the only one who actually believed I could do it. And even in the midst of this pandemic, I've been told by friends and family, oh, just move back home. Um, You know, don't, you know, basically telling me to give up. And she's the only person who's like, no, just stick with it. Stay there. Everything's going to work out. It keeps me hopeful because my ultimate goal is to take care of my mom. That's always been my, my main source of motivation. And the reason why I've been so disciplined, what's been giving me hope and keeping me going is because I've, I've never told my mom this, but I think, I don't remember how old I was, but I, I was standing at the top of the stairs and she was on the phone talking to someone. And she had said that she had just fed, I'm, I'm the baby of five, that she had just fed all of her kids um, dinner, but there wasn't enough food left for her. So she didn't eat that day. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, and she still doesn't know to this day that I overheard that conversation. And what's been giving me hope is that I have time right now to prepare for when the opportunity comes for me to get my next break. Like I'm basically, sorry, it's hard for me to speak because of the story I just said, but basically that's giving me hope because Right now, I have the time to be prepared for when my next opportunity comes. And then when I do get my breakthrough role, I can take care of my mom and she won't ever have to worry about, you know, where her next meal or how her bills are going to get paid. She won't have to worry anymore. So that's what's giving me hope and solace is knowing that I'm going to be able to take care of my mom. Yeah, that's moving and beautiful. Thank you. Um, Really is. You got me a little teary there. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> so I really appreciate your taking the time to talk to me today and to talk to all of us. I think people will be very touched by your story. And I look forward to seeing you on stage at a comedy club. Oh, thank you. Yay. <laughs> all right. Um, take care, Shai. Thank you so much for joining us. You too. Thanks for having me. Have a great day. You too. Thanks for listening to The Way We Live Now. Tell us the way you're living now. We want to hear. Call us on, you might want to get a pen for this, 909-713-8995. That's 909-713-8995. And record your story, and we might just use it on the pod. Also, you can join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash The Way We Live Now pod. We are creating a community here, and we would love for you to join us. You can find me on Instagram at Danny Ryder. The Way We Live Now is a production of iHeartRadio. It's produced by Lowell Berlanti. Beth Ann Macaluso is executive producer. Special thanks to Tristan McNeil and Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Hyatt Ziva Riviera Cancun at CheapCaribbean.com. That's CheapCaribbean.com.